This is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome into the high school football scoreboard here on the Sports Talk Media Network, the penultimate scoreboard, I guess you could say, for this 2022 season. We'll have one more next week for the championship games that will begin the end of next week. But for tonight, it's the statewide semifinals or the upper and lower state finals, depending on how you want to look at things. And to my way of looking at things, we've had a couple of uh, eye-opening uh decisions tonight now you know maybe to others uh, this was expected I can't I can't speak for them but I've seen a couple that uh, really kind of surprised me right off the bat uh, David Shelton will be joining us in a few minutes once he finishes up with his game and he will uh, give us more insight than I can certainly give us he is the star of the show I'm just here to be the driver and we have J.P. Barry back at our David Buster Studios in Columbia I'm up in Greenville uh, making my way up here for South Carolina Clemson tomorrow, getting an early start on the travel since it's going to be, I think, brutal tomorrow getting over to Clemson. Anyway, the uh, final scores that we've gotten in so far that we've plotted, uh, first of all, in um, 5A lower state. Now, this isn't a shocker. This is, this is not one I was referring to. It's just gone on the board. Fort Dorchester beat Somerville, not only a um, lower state championship game, but a big rivalry matchup, and Fort D does it again. Fort D beats Somerville 24-10 to to advance to the state championship game where most likely the Patriots are going to play Dutch Fork. That game we do not have a final on yet, but Dutch Fork is leading the Gaffney Indians in the fourth quarter up at the reservation 44-28. to So Dutch Fork getting it done. Once again, looks like they're going to advance to play Fort Dorchester in the 5A championship. In the 4A championship game, wow, 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 look at this. Northwestern has come from behind to beat Greenville 33-28. Uh, Greenville was up, I think it was like 21-7, something like that. I think they had a couple of score lead. But Northwestern, the Trojans with their very potent offense, and Greenville with a very potent offense. But Northwestern's defense must have done a good job tonight to hold Greenville to 28, and Northwestern wins it 33-28 and awaits the winner of South Florence and A.C. Flora. They're in the fourth quarter in Columbia and A.C. Flora in South Florence. Uh, Flora led early in this one, but South Florence behind their outstanding quarterback, Lenoris Sellers, has uh, put on the, um, the offensive jets here. And the Bruins lead it 43-27, and that is a fourth-quarter score as well. So that's how we look in 4A. Northwestern advancing from the upper state, and right now South Florence holding the edge in the lower state. We have our championship matchup in 3A, and to me, this kind of caught me by surprise, though some might argue otherwise. Powdersville in the upper state beat Clinton 27-14. And Powdersville's got a really good team. Thomas Williams, outstanding running back and can also be a safety. He's going to go to Virginia Tech, 
And no doubt, I don't have details on the game yet, but he probably had a big game. Uh, Powdersville beat Clinton 27-14. They must have had a really good defensive effort as well to slow down that Clinton running attack, which uh, has run through and around and over uh, all their opponents this season until they hit this game up in Powdersville. Biggest win in the history, no doubt about it, of the Powdersville program playing at home, and they beat Clinton 27-14 to advance to their first state championship game. And this, I think, is the biggest shocker. Buford goes to Dillon and beats the Wildcats tonight 30-21. to Buford over Dillon 30-21. to That indeed is a shocker of shockers because, I mean, Dillon's very, very good. They seldom lose at home, especially in the postseason. But it happened to him tonight. Buford over Dillon, 30-21. to Wow. Let's uh, continue with the, uh, the scoreboard update as we go to the – oh, so the state championship game in 3A now will be Buford and Powdersville. 2A, we've got the, the, the championship uh, teams uh, pegged in here. Abbeville is going back to the state championship. Abbeville all over Saluda. 41-16, so the Panthers advance to another state championship game. And Oceanside Collegiate will be the opponent. The team from Mount Pleasant went over to Kershaw and played Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, I don't know that people had expectations of Andrew Jackson making it this far after an 0-2 start, but they did. But they ran up against an Oceanside Collegiate team tonight that was too good, 43-19. to Oceanside Collegiate over Andrew Jackson, Abbeville and Oceanside Collegiate in the one A in the two A championship next week, and in one A we have the championship game set up here as well in a backyard brawl kind of so uh, so to speak up in uh, not far from me here in Greenville, Christchurch beat St. Joseph's twenty one to seven, so Christchurch is returning to the state championship game. I think for the first time in a few years, you know, there was a time there when Christ Church was pretty much automatic for making the state championship, and they had uh, a nice long winning streak there, but they uh, have not been there in recent years, and now they're headed back 21-7 to over St. Joseph's. The opponent will beat Johnsonville from the PD. Johnsonville, the Flashes, beat Cross tonight by a final of 20-6. to So Christ Church and Johnsonville are headed to play each other in the state championship game next week. Let's take a look and see if we have any more updates on the uh, remaining two games that we're waiting to uh, to see uh, go final. Well, we do have an update on uh, Dutch Fork and Gaffney, and it is um, Dutch Fork uh, putting another touchdown on the board. The Silver Fox is now up on Gaffney, 51-28. to I'll have to see if I can uh, – find information on how much time is left, but 51-28. So uh, Dutch Fork is going to move on to the state championship game, and uh, South Florence continues to lead A.C. Flora in the fourth quarter, 43-27. So let me go back over this once again for you and uh, tell you what's happened to this point. So we know Dutch Fork's going to beat Gaffney, and Fort Dorchester has beaten Somerville. So that'll be Dutch Fork and Fort Dorchester in the state championship uh, 24-10, Fort Dorchester over Somerville. And that's a great matchup. I mean, these two teams have um, played before, and 
they are you know two of the bigger schools in South Carolina, two of the uh, power programs in the state. Uh, this should make for a heck of a state championship game. You know Dutch Fork is is hungry. They got to the state championship last year and they were defeated. Uh, and now Fort Dorchester will get their shot against Dutch Fork. Again, Fort D over Somerville, 24 to 10, and Dutch Fork running it up on Gaffney in Gaffney. Northwestern going to move on to the state championship game. Uh, they beat Greenville 33-28. Looks like it will be South Florence as the opponent, and this will be um, a matchup of two really uh, high-powered, uh, powerful offensive football teams. And, um, I mean, there was a little bit of defense play tonight, no question about it. If you're South Florence and you hold um, – and you've held uh, Florida 27 points, and, and Florida, of course – uh, they make their money on the ground, uh, and and early on they were getting it done. But South Florence must have uh, made some adjustments, made some improvements, and um, they they held them down to the point where they only scored 27 points to this point. That's pretty good work defensively against AC Flora. So South Florence at this point, barring a collapse, is going to move on to the state championship game two-face Northwestern in what should be a real shootout. Uh, in uh, 3A, it's um, Powdersville again over Clinton, 27-14. And Buford beat Dillon 30-21. to And they'll meet for the state championship next week. Two-way playoffs, Abbeville down Saluda, 41-16. And uh, the Panthers headed back to a state championship game. They will face Oceanside Collegiate, 43-19 winner over Andrew Jackson. And your 1A playoffs tonight in the upper state, Christ Church over St. Joseph's, 21-7. And Johnsonville beats Cross by a final of 20-6. So you're up to date on that. While we have time, and because we have so few high school games, and we await the arrival of David Shelton to the program, and he'll join us as soon as he wraps up his, uh, his work on the field there interviewing coaches. He's covering that Somerville Fort Dorchester game, so we'll get plenty of detail on that from him uh, when, he, when he joins us. There's a lot of other stuff going on tonight, college football, college basketball. So in college football, three minutes to go, make that seven minutes to go in the third quarter, Florida and Florida State are tied at 24. It's been a heck of a ball game. Uh, these two quarterbacks are putting on a show, Richardson and Travis, both the passing the ball and running the ball. And as I'm talking, looks like Florida State – has just scored again, so this is an offensive uh, shootout taking place in Tallahassee. Florida State's up 30-24 with the extra point pending. We've got Texas over Baylor today, 38-27. That game played in Austin. Tulane knocked off Cincinnati, 27-24. Tulane will play for the conference championship next week. Western Michigan beat Toledo, 20-14. Boise State over Utah State, 42-23. Arizona down to Arizona State, 38-35. Missouri downs Arkansas, 39, make that 29-27. 29-27. Missouri gets its sixth win, thus is bowl eligible. And Arkansas, which looks so good early in the year, finishes the regular season at 6-6. Six and six. How about NC State in North Carolina? A wild one in Chapel Hill overtime, and NC State wins it 30 30- to a 27, and now the Tar Heels will uh, stumble into the ACC championship game next week against Clemson with a 9-3 and record. State is 8-4. and Colorado State beat New Mexico 17 to nothing. Nebraska 
gets its third win of the season, 24-17 over Iowa. Iowa finishes the regular season 7-5 and five out west. UCLA knocks off California 35-28. The Bruins bounce back from their loss to Southern Cal to beat Cal 35-28. Also out west right now, Fresno State leading Wyoming 7 to nothing. So you're up to date there. Uh, college basketball tonight. Clemson and Iowa hooked up down in Niceville, Florida in a tournament down there, a weekend tournament for uh, the Tigers, the Emerald Coast Classic. And it was a heck of a basketball game. And Iowa won at 74-71. The uh, Hawkeyes hit their free throws down the stretch and uh, also got uh, got a big three down the stretch as well. And they hold off the Tigers. Chase Hunter led Clemson with 21 points. He had six assists and three rebounds. Uh, Hunter Tyson, the other Tiger in double figures, had 13 points and eight rebounds. Clemson shot 41% from the floor to Iowa's 38%. Iowa really making hay at the foul line, 24 of 30 to the Tigers, 11 of 13. That was a big difference in the ball game there. Plus, Clemson got beat badly on the boards out-rebounded 46-32, to uh, 32, and Iowa scored 20 second-chance points. So that was that was big in the uh, the difference in that ball game. And South Carolina today got back on the winning track. Gamecocks uh, lost those three games in Charleston in the tournament there last week. They beat Upstate 68-53 in Columbia. Upstate led at the break 31-28. Gamecocks outscored them in the second half, holding Upstate to just 22 points. The Gamecocks scored 40, and they win it going away 68-53. And did they take that touchdown off the board? They must have. I thought we had a Florida State touchdown. I saw celebration. I saw players running off the field, and now I look back at the television monitor, and it's still 24-24. Oh, it looks like Florida State's on the goal line, so they must have ruled somebody uh, down prior to the end zone. So Florida State's about to knock it in, third and goal from the goal line, and now they're going to score. Now you can put those points back up on the board for Florida State. Back to USC, G.G. Jackson led the Gamecocks with a career-high 22 points. He also had six rebounds on the day, and the Gamecocks also got 15 points from Hayden Brown and 10 points uh, for the Gamecocks from uh, Jacoby Right, so USC beats Upstate 68-53. to Okay, let me double-check and see if we've gotten any more finals in from the high school playoffs, the games that we were waiting on, waiting to see if we've posted any uh, any new finals here. Uh, JP, let's see. Um, looks like, no, it's still 51-28. Uh, Dutch Fork over Gaffney, they list that as a fourth-quarter score. And looking to see if we have anything else that's gone final. Yeah, uh, South Florence and AC Floor has now gone final. South Florence, the Bruins, going to the state championship, I think for the first time. I can't recall them playing in a state championship game. Uh, 43-27, that final score. So Lenoris Sellers, who is being heavily recruited now by South Carolina, he is a Syracuse commitment. But he's going to get a chance to play in Columbia next week, but not at Williams-Brice Stadium. The championship game is going to be at Benedict College once again. Uh, South Florence over AC Flora, 43-27. So we go to our first break. We've brought you everything uh, in that uh, 
that's, that's final, and that's everything except that one game, Dutch Fork and Gaffney. Waiting for that to be uh, wrapped up. It's going to be Dutch Fork winning and advancing to play Fort Dorchester in the 5A championship game next week. We'll have some folks calling in with reports. We will try and catch up with some um, coaches as well. And, of course, David Shelton's going to join us here in a little bit to uh, start to break everything down for us. And we'll be back after the break. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. You were always more than my mom. You were my role model, my best friend, and biggest supporter. You filled my days with unconditional love. And you also prepared for the day when you couldn't be here. Because of the woman you were back then, I'm able to be the woman I am now. Your planning made this moment possible. Set your family up for life. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance. Your friends for life. Life insurance isn't for you. It's for those you love the most. For a complete insurance review, call Buddy Bridges in Lawrence County at 864-923-2174. Serving Lawrence, Clinton, and the shores of Lake Greenwood. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Not licensed to do business in all 50 states. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated it for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at seccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. David Shelton will be joining us after the bottom of the hour break. He's still finishing up some work. He'll be with us after the 10.30 break, and we'll be happy to hear what he has to say about the game he covered tonight, Fort Dorchester, a winner over uh, Somerville. Uh, we'll get the breakdown from him on that and the other games across the state of South Carolina tonight. Uh, everything has gone final except for the Gaffney-Dutch Fort game, and uh, we're just waiting for that to get posted as a final score, Dutch Fork. 
51-28. The game's taking a little bit of time to finish up over there at the reservation. With all those points being scored, I can imagine that it's taking a little bit of time to get everything done. Uh, And as soon as that's over, then we'll have everything complete in the state when it comes to – when it comes to uh, our state championship games, and it is now gone final. It's a final. Dutch Fork over Gaffney, 51-28. So everything is now complete. I like that. It's not even 10-30, JP. We got all the scores in. Let's go home. (laughs) No, sir. We got much more work ahead of us. 51-28, Dutch Fork over Gaffney, and Fort Dorchester beat Somerville. 24-10. 24-10. to 10. So those two teams will play for the state championship next week. In the 4A, it's Northwestern over Greenville, 33-28. South Florence beat AC Flora, 43-27. Northwestern, South Florence for the 4A state championship next week. In 3A Upper State, Powdersville knocks off powerful Clinton, 27-14. Can't wait to hear from Monty. And uh, I think also uh, Billy Baker was at that game. And uh, Billy Baker will have uh, the winning coach here coming up in just a little bit. By the way, Billy wanted me to pass this along to you that um, the high school uh, league uh, exclusive souvenir program for the championship games, the high school league's exclusive souvenir program for the championship games is being produced on behalf of all the teams competing for state titles at Benedict College next week. Each team gets their own edition with their team on the cover. And the programs are once again being marketed and produced by Billy Baker in the High School Sports Report, all color, 8.5 by 11 program style. This is something that the fans, parents, booster clubs should all be interested in. And you can place congratulation ads uh, in your exclusive state championship program for your team. You can also download the order form on the homepage of the High School Sports Report. That is hssr.com, hssr.com. Or they can call the office uh, tomorrow, starting tomorrow. And that number is 843-553-0264. So if you want to put a congratulatory remark in the program that is exclusive and specific for your team that's going to be playing for a state championship, you want to contact Billy Baker. You can download the form yourself, hssr.com, or give the office a call beginning tomorrow, 843-553-0264. And um, this is pretty, uh, pretty challenging work for Billy and the high school sports report but he plans to have everything done in time and on schedule so you can participate that way in congratulating your team. So those teams right now that uh, are advancing to the uh, state championship round, uh, once again, if you're just uh, joining us, you're wondering uh, who's done what tonight, and we've got more details on things coming up uh, in just a little bit. But you've, you've got, again, in the 5A playoffs – uh, Dutch Fork beat Gaffney 51-28, Fort Dorchester down Somerville 24-10. In the 4A playoffs, Northwestern over Greenville 33-28, and South Florence down AC Flora 43-27. In the 3A playoffs, 
Powdersville 27, Clinton 14, and Buford defeated Dillon 30-21. In the two-way playoffs, Abbeville over Saluda 41-16, and Oceanside Collegiate down Andrew Jackson 43-19. In the 1A playoffs, Christ Church over St. Joseph's 21-7, and Johnsonville down Cross by a final score of 20-6. Okay, so... Uh, Billy is actually on hold. We've got this bottom-of-the-hour break coming up, and when we come back, we'll jump to him and to find out what he's got uh, on his mind from tonight's game and see what guests he might have for us tonight here on the High School Football Scoreboard. David Shelton will join us as well after the bottom-of-the-hour break, and we should be getting reports in from others across the state as the games are wrapping up, and these guys, we always, you know, ask, hey, get your work done first, take care of your writing, and your business, and then give us a call. So hopefully they'll all be checking in with us as we move on through the evening. we got all that coming up and more right here on the High School School Board. Be back. We continue here on the high school football scoreboard on this Friday night. Statewide semifinals being played out. Everything is in the house. Go back over the scoreboard for you here in just a moment. David Shelton will be joining us as well. But right now, hot call, hot call. That can only mean one thing. It means Billy Baker is on the line tonight. I think Billy was up in the upstate for Clinton and Powdersville. Hello, Billy. Hey, Phil. Powdersville has won an exciting game. After trailing Clinton and three running backs that rushed for a thousand yards this year, that's very rare in our state. Corey Fountain doing a good job at Clinton. Clinton led 14 to seven at the half, but it's all Powersville. The second half, they emerged a 27 to 14 uh, victor. A few of the key plays before I turn it over to Coach Robert uh, uh, Muster, who's been here since day one. The school started 12 years ago. He's been here all 12 years. Uh, Thomas Williams, who is headed up to Virginia Tech, a, a pure athlete on both sides of the ball, scores on a 45-yard pass play in the third quarter. Uh, he, he gained about 100 yards. Are we still there? Yeah, we're still with you. Go right ahead. Okay. And um, Nate Spearman, number nine, kicked two field goals. A big play in the game was Jackson Key had an interception in the end zone. Uh, which was huge. So it is 27 to 14, Powdersville. Uh, uh, the AD and the head coach is about to talk to you, Coach Muster. Uh, this is a 12, a 13 and 1 team now, only losing to Hillcrest, and they'll be playing Buford on Thursday night. So I give you a very excited and happy Robert Muster live from Powdersville High School. Here he is. Thank you, Billy. Great job. How we doing? Coach, good evening, and welcome to the High School School Board, and congratulations to you. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm pretty ecstatic right now, to say the least. Uh, to, to, to get to a state championship for the first time in a relatively young program, I mean, 
when you think back to where you started and where you where you are now, can you can you believe what you've accomplished? Yeah, I mean, I you know we got one more to take care of, but we're going to enjoy this one till Sunday. Bring the kids back in here and you know get back in the lab. Uh, we'll, we'll get them in there and you know on a short week try to prepare the best we can. But uh, I think you know my mind races back to 12 years ago when we had ninth graders and tenth graders. That's all we had very similar to what uh, Fountain End is doing this year. And, uh, you know, we were a process where we were adding a, a, a group of uh, – or a class a year. So the next year we had juniors, you know, no seniors, and that was our first varsity year. And I, I go back – my mind's racing right now, but I go back and I think of some of those kids and the sacrifices they made knowing they were going to take their lumps. And that first year to go 0-10 oh, and, and, uh, and then – the very next year, you know, making the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it's been a steady run, and we've had some great years, and we've had a, a few years about four and five years ago where we struggled. But, you know, the school and the team stuck with me, and I stuck with them, and it just makes it oh so, so much sweeter right now. Oh, I can only imagine Coach Robert Muster from Powdersville. So Clinton had been chewing up everybody with that running game, you hold them to 14 points. You must have held the running game down as well. Your defensive effort tonight must have been sterling. Man, it's in our, our defensive coaches, Coach Nimmer, Coach Brewer, Coach Rambert. Those three did a heck of a job this week preparing our kids, our scout team. I can't say enough about them trying to simulate what Clinton does because it's so different from what we do. But, um, you know, they had our kids prepared and our kids dialed in, especially in the second half. What about Buford? I know you want to enjoy this win, but you don't get a whole lot of time, and people like me don't let you enjoy it. It's on to the next one, and you got Buford for the state championship. You know anything about them? I know absolutely nothing about them, and, and you're right. We're going to enjoy this one till Sunday, and I'm on. Then we'll start watching the film and breaking stuff down. But you know, right now this is pretty special, so we're going to kind of savor this moment. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Somebody needs to punch me for asking that question. Your players (laughs) – I mean that sarcastically. I don't need anybody else punching me. Um, Your players, how do you think they will handle the week? Because, I mean, it's a a week unlike any other when you're preparing for a state championship, especially for you. I think Billy said your game's on Thursday, so you're going to have a relatively short week. What's your schedule going to look like, and how do you think your guys will handle it? Well, we, we, we're kind of we're in familiar territory this season because we've already had two Thursday games. We played uh, Hill, no, I'm sorry, when we played BHP, which was our first region game of the year, would have been week six or whatever it was. We um, they had some inclement weather or bad storms moving in. We thought on Friday, so we bumped the game up to a Thursday. So that was a a quick turnaround. And then first round of playoffs, I'm sorry, second round of playoffs when we played uh, Chester. Um, we had the same thing happen. So we've mm-hmm. done it twice. Uh, so I think we got that experience. And, uh, and we're just, you know, we just want to enjoy this right now. Yeah. Last thing, we'll let you go. Uh, how special a player is Thomas Williams? Uh, I know everybody's got somebody on their team they think is head and shoulders above the rest. But, I mean, you find me a better player in the state of South Carolina, I'd be shocked. I mean, that kid does so much for a team. Um, you know, committed committed to Virginia Tech as a uh, defensive back, but they're I think they're playing tug of war on them between offenses and defensive side of the ball. But um, 
that kid, he's hardly coming off the field. He's on kickoff return. He's, you know, he'll, it's a night he was out there some for punt return. He's offense, defense. I mean, very seldom is he coming off the field, and he doesn't want to. And he, that's, that's huge for our team. And uh, this, this day and age, to see guys that play two ways is kind of rare. However, Clinton had a good many of those kids tonight. And those kids, you know, balled out. And, uh, you know, Clinton, that's a class act program, and, and they had a heck of a season. Well, we congratulate you once again. What a what a ride, and it's always fun to see uh, somebody new pop up and get to a state championship game, especially a, a, a program that's still compared to others in the infancy. And to get it done in 12 years, that's quite the accomplishment. Uh, congratulations once again. Enjoy the upcoming week, and we look forward to watching you guys and seeing what happens this week. Thank you so much, Coach. Hey, appreciate what you do for our kids. Thank you. Coach Robert Muster from Powdersville, and thanks to Billy Baker for his report and for getting the coach on with us. Uh, David Shelton is standing by, but before we get to David, hang on, David, we'll get to you in a moment. Sam Albuquerque from the Spartanburg Herald Journal uh, joining us here on the High School Football Scoreboard, brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Sam was on hand to uh, see Dutch Fork and Gaffney go at it tonight in the reservation. And, Sam, thank you for joining us. And Dutch Fort came uh, up from Columbia and said, uh, not this time, Indians. It's our time. We're going back to the championship. Yeah, it was a, it was a great game. I think the scoreline was a bit misleading. Uh, th- there was a bit of a chance there that uh, that uh, Gaffney could have came back and won this game. It was about, uh, I think they had a, a, the, the ball in the red zone with a chance to make it a one-possession game, and then they failed to convert. So it was a bit of a... A uh, misleading scoreline there with the 51-28, but definitely Dutch Fork uh, handled most of the game. We're, we're in the lead most of the time, but it was it was another impressive uh, performance by Jarvis Green. Yeah, tell us more about him, what you thought about him and the play of the Dutch Fork uh, group up front to open up the running room. Yeah, so this was probably the best team in the upstate. Um, Gaffney was to, to try and slow down this run game with you know, Missouri commit linebacker, uh, Brayshawn Littlejohn, Nathan Johnson, who I thought was the best defensive lineman in the upstate. Uh, they weren't able to slow down Jarvis Green. And, you know, it, Tom Knotts has said, said it best. Uh, no idea why this guy is going to James Madison and not to Clemson or South Carolina because that guy is, is one of the best high school football players I've seen in a long time. And he did what he's always done. I think he rushed for 180 yards, a uh, couple touchdowns, a kickoff return for a touchdown, made everybody in the press box question why Gaffney was kicking the ball to him. It was uh, it was an impressive performance once again by Jarvis. He's a he's a special kid and 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 a really smart kid. The more I talk to him, the more I've interacted with him. You know, being here in the upstate, I don't get to see him too much, but uh, he's uh, he's he's a, he's a really good kid, and I'm 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 excited for for what's going to happen. Hopefully, Beamer and Dabo come down to the to the five A state championship game and see him play in person. Yeah, yeah. And before we let you go, um, we always talk so much about the Dutch Fork offense because they're so explosive, but they must have done a pretty good job tonight defensively on Gaffney, uh, 28 points, and maybe kind of held them down until the latter stages. What did you think of the Dutch Fork defense? What did they do defensively that uh, gave them the opportunity to build the lead with the offense? Yeah, they have a pair of, uh, of linebackers that are really good at stopping the run. Uh, Butow, I think his last name is, and, and Hinton are the two uh, that, that really stood out to me at the linebacker position. But what 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 I think Tom Knox did that was really interesting today was he sent the house after to commit quarterback Grayson Lofton often, and uh, Grayson was able to, to to beat him over the top a couple of times. But 
they weren't able to establish the run as much as, as they wanted to. So that's really where, where Dutch Fork succeeded. And once the, the score got a little little far away for both teams, Tom Knotts decided to blitz the crap out of, out of Loftus. And it, it worked sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Grayson's really good on the run. Um, so it, it felt like it was a poor decision on my end. But, you know, holding them 28 points at home is, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know more than Tom Knotts. So. Yeah, absolutely. And don't test him on that either because he'll, he'll let you know that you don't for sure. Hey, Sam, thank you very much, my man. We appreciate you uh, giving us a call and uh, look, look forward to um, for doing, with doing more with you guys up there uh, next, uh, next year during the high school football season. But uh, thanks for joining us tonight on the scoreboard. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Sam Albuquerque. What a name. I love that name. Sam Albuquerque. Though I would hate to have to spell that name for my entire life. Of course, I've had to spell Cornblute for my entire life, but that doesn't compare with Albuquerque. As we wake, welcome in uh, David Shelton, who has a relatively easy name uh, to spell. Uh, and, and David, before we start to um, break down other games, I want you to give us the report on the game you covered tonight, and that was Fort Dorchester knocking off Somerville, big rivalry game, and of course, uh, more importantly, uh, lower state a championship game. Uh, tell us how it went for the Patriots to win this one. Well, I tell you, the uh, first half was a slobber knocker. It was 7-7 at the half, and uh, Somerville had more yards. Fort Dorchester had one really good drive and uh, got a touchdown out of it, but really didn't do much in the in the whole second quarter. And then in the third quarter, they opened the third quarter the same way they opened the first quarter with a long drive, uh, about six minutes, 15 plays. They got a field goal. Somerville answered with a field goal, and then it was all for it. Uh, they got a big punt return um, that set them up at the six-yard line, and they scored there. And then in the fourth quarter, with about three minutes to go, they were they were trying to just run out the clock, but they faced like a third and eight from about midfield. And Zoltan, they decided to throw it, and Zoltan Osborne threw a beautiful touchdown pass down the sideline. That proved to be the clincher, and – here we go, Fort and Dutch Fort again, as it is every year. Last year they played in the lower state championship game, and uh, Fort won that game. Or Dutch Fort won that game, but Fort really outplayed Dutch Fort and beat them up. And in fact, beat them up so good that that uh, they they didn't they weren't healthy when they went to play Gaffney in the state championship game. So uh, they know each other very well. It's going to be a it's going to be a very good football game, um, and and it's going to be. Jarvis Green and that offense at Dutch Fork against uh, that Fort Dorchester running game. They did it again tonight on the ground, and uh, but it should be two really good defenses. Should be a really good game. But you know this Fort team was two and three at one point, and they had just lost to Gaffney. And they lost their quarterback and their best receiver. They've won nine straight since. A lot of people were asking, you know, what's wrong with Fort? But they just kept putting it together. And uh, Steve LaPrade was about it. About as giddy after a win as I can remember him uh, because of what this team accomplished. You know, they lost an assistant coach during the year. He died suddenly in the parking lot um, in his car. And they've had a lot of adversity, a lot of injuries, a lot of – I mean, tonight their starting center, who is a really good player, got hurt in the first series. And uh, they had to move their tackle to center. And, you know, they had some bad snaps. You know, their best 
their best receiver and punter and punt returner didn't play. I mean, it was a it was really a good win for them. Uh, Somerville's got a great team. Uh, they just didn't, you know, they've lost twice to this Fort team, and I think Fort kind of proved that that they're still the program down here in 5A. Well, absolutely, and we'll try and get to Coach LaPrat on in our next hour. Hang on, David. We're going to hit our break. Uh, when we come back, uh, Monty Dutton will join us. He'll give us the uh, Clinton side of things in that loss to Powdersville tonight, and then David will uh, start breaking things down uh, with these games across the state. Uh, hopefully we'll get more reports in from folks who've been at games and try and catch up with some coaches at, as well. All right, so we got that coming up. I'll update Florida State, Florida for you. It's the Seminoles leading 38-24, just under 12 minutes to play, but the um, the Gators are knocking on the door for a touchdown. We'll be back after the break. Founders Federal Credit Union knows your life is busy and your money is important. We are proud to offer local personalized services and convenient online services like Founders Online and the Founders app. You'll love being with us as much as we love serving you. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership with Founders. Relax, win with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com. In Columbia, South Carolina, the game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue. We're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com. High school football scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Florida scored, but then it was called back, so it's still 38-24, but they're knocking on the door again. Just got a pass interference call in the end zone, so they'll be at the one-yard line looking to go in here uh, momentarily. Let's go to Monty Dutton, who was at that Clinton-Powdersville game. We just heard from uh, Powdersville coach uh, a little while ago. Billy Baker was there as well. 
Got the coach on, Coach Robert Muster. Always good, though, to get Monty's side of things. And Monty, uh, Powdersville, and David Shelton. Was it you, David, on on Sports Talk, who said uh, look for Powdersville in this thing? Uh, Maybe I was leaning too much on history, but they must have done a heck of a job against the running game of Clinton to to win that game the way they did tonight. Well, I I think that the game sort of turned, as as Billy mentioned, it was 14-7 Clinton at halftime. Now, it was a game of redemption for Thomas Williams because the reason that Clinton had that lead was that he made a sort of blooper where he tried to – to lateral ball when he was pinned in and falling, and it was a fumble that Clinton seized to take the halftime lead. Now, in the third quarter, he came back to the only really busted coverage of the game, he scored on a 45-yard pass. And and then, here's where the game changed. Powdersville just took the lead. They kicked off. Rice and James of Clinton ran it back for a touchdown. Penalty flag. That was nullified, and then Powdersville. I mean, that's really where the game changed. It was a great game, and uh, the team that the team that contained the other was bound to win. Williams and Brant, Bryce and James and their individual. They both had uh, around 88, 90 yards. But the game really tur- turned on that uh, on a pick six by Powdersville, followed by a kickoff return that was nullified. Mm. Kind of took the steam out of Clinton. Um, what did Powdersville do? I know you're talking about the turning point there, but defensively they had to do some really special stuff against the running game, did they not? Well, they didn't stop Clinton, but they did slow them down. They, As I said, I felt like the team that contained the other, that Clinton takes a lot of runs coast to coast, and Clinton gained yardage, and, and then by the same token, the Clinton defense kept Thomas Williams bottled up for Powersville. But Powersville has a better quarterback, Eli Hudgens, and they have a more effective passing game. And the difference in the second half was the difference that always comes. What hurt uh, Bryce Young of Clinton through three interceptions, and they're the only three he threw this year. And that comes from when you're passing because you got to not because you want to. And so when they got behind and had to throw the ball, they played right into Powdersville's hands. But it was a great game. Two fine teams. Absolutely. And we appreciate you all season long for updating us on the uh, the Clinton team and other football. You have a great off season. Go root for your Paladins tomorrow, and we'll talk to you again soon. I hope to see you soon, Phil. Always my pleasure. Nah, my pleasure too, Monty. Thank you. Let's go quickly to Chris Deering from the Prep Red Zone. He was over in uh, Columbia, AC Flora, and South Florence, and he got a chance to see Lenora Sellers do his thing. And, Chris, I saw your tweet for Sellers. Uh, he rushed for 228 yards and four touchdowns and passed for 140 yards. Am I reading that right? You are reading that correct, Phil. He was he was definitely the, the man among boys today in that game, and – you know, my first chance to see Sellers all season, and he did not disappoint. Um, really impressive performance by him tonight. And, you know, he his last two touchdowns came in the fourth quarter. They, they 
they got stopped on a fourth down inside the red zone. Their defense forced a, a three and out, only the second punt in the game by AC Floor. At that point, it was 28 27, and Sellers just drove them right down the field. It was a 53 yard drive, and, and Sellers scored on a 17 yard run with eight and a half minutes to go. That put them up 34 27, and to West Florence's, South Florence's credit, they, they went for the dagger right there. They went for two. Uh, they got it on, on a seller's run to go up 36-27, and uh, Florida couldn't, couldn't answer back, and Sellers added another touchdown late in the game, and just all-around great performance by him. Wow. Tell you what it was. and I mean, I know he can run the ball, but I find it a little shocking that he ran so much and, and didn't throw for that much. Was that by uh, design? Or just because of how Floor was chasing him around. Talking to him in the uh, in the first game, that was sort of by design, I think. Um, they Floor had, you know, they were playing the pass, and he said they had an opportunity to run the ball. Everything was everything was a called run. There was nothing, no real scrambles in that whole bunch. Um, so yeah, they wanted to run him. Um, I know he's there, in a, and that, actually tonight might have put him over a thousand yards rushing on the season. Um, so he can run it if need be, and he was able to do that tonight. Wow, what a performance. Hey, we thank you for your, your great work all season long. Really appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll see you at some state championship games this week, if not uh, somewhere else down the road. But thank you so much for being with us all season. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Phil. I'll, yeah, I'll be there next week all, all three days. So hope to see you there. Thank you, sir. Okay, Chris Daring. Prep Red Zone, the story there on Lenore Sellers running and passing South Florence to the state championship game in 4A. We'll get David's take on that and other games in our next hour. More reports and maybe catch up with a couple of happy coaches. You never know. We'll be back after the top of the hour break. is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. Okay, we're back. It's hour number two. High school football scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union, great folks at Founders, big supporters of high school football in South Carolina. So please support our friends at Founders. And uh, David Shelton is along with us. We uh, hope to be getting some more reports from guys and also catching up with some coaches as well. But if you're just tuning in, let's catch up on all the scores and get David's take on these results. All right, David. First of all, 5A Upper State, Dutch Fork 51, Gaffney 28, Lower State, Fort Dorchester 24, Somerville 10. What would you think of those two games? Neither one was a surprise. I thought I thought Dutch Fork was going to go to Gaffney and win impressively. Uh, I, I thought, you know, they're as healthy as they've been all year. Uh, same with Fort Dorchester, as healthy as they've been all year, uh, I think. The two best teams are, are playing in the championship game next week. Okay. In a 4A upper state, Northwestern goes to Serene Stadium in Greenville, knocks off the Red Raiders 33-28, and as you just heard, in Columbia, 
South Florence travels in and beats AC Flora 43-27. So the traveling teams, the visiting teams, they traveled with their offense and with some defense too. Both of them got it done. What would you think? Yeah, Northwestern had the better defense all season. I thought Greenville would, would probably score some, but I thought their defense might be a little bit of a, of a hindrance tonight. Uh, they had a lead and let it get away. And, and then, uh, you know, Lenore Sellers does what he does, uh, South Florence. But you got to give them a little credit on their defense, too, because Stacey Floor was a really good offense. And, um, you know, they held them, to, I guess, to four touchdowns. Um, shapes up to be a really good – these are probably the two best teams in 4A. I mean, I know AC Floor, you know, had a, had a great year. But I think up in the upper state, I thought Northwestern was the team to beat all the way back in August and – so, so we, we've got a matchup of, of two, if not the two best, two of the top two or three. How much do you think Northwestern benefited by moving from 5A, the largest ranks, down to, to 4A, where they have been, you know, one of the kingpins all season long? Well, I think it definitely helped. Um, but, you know, 4A was very competitive. Um, you know, but they didn't have to go through a Dutch Fork and a Gaffney and a Burns and Spartanburg and all them. Uh, yeah. But they did have to play, you know, they did have to go through South Point, Catawba Ridge in that region. I mean, I mean, there's not a there's not a lot of difference between 4A and 5A, to be honest with you. I mean, these Northwestern's roster's probably got, you know, 55, 60 kids, which is what most 5A rosters have. Okay. We go to 3A, and as we heard from – uh, the coach and from Billy Baker and from Monty Dutton, Powdersville, Powdersville, a laughing stock a few years ago. I shouldn't put it that way, but I mean, they weren't very good. 27 to 14 over Clinton. And here they are now going to play for the state championship and they're going to face Buford, which went into Dillon, went into Dillon and beat the Wildcats 30 to 21. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, as, you know, I thought Powdersville had a good shot to win tonight at home. Uh, I thought Clinton's inability to really throw the football in crucial situations might hurt them. Uh, but this Buford game, uh, you know, you go to Dillon, you've done something if you can win at Dillon. But you look at you look at what Buford has done this year. They lost their opening game to Fort Dorchester, twenty-one to six. It was a very competitive game, but they have not lost since, and they've been mm-hmm. really good. They beat Goose Creek. They beat some really good teams. And they got hot late in the season. Casey Fields is a dynamic football player. And, uh, you know, I mean, you got you got to tip your hat. I mean, they were in the 4A state finals last year and got beat by South Point. They go down to 3A. They had some personnel losses. They had to replace some guys. And then they go to Dillon and win the lower state title. So that's that's pretty huge. Yeah. How much do you think having played for the state championship last year but coming up short carried over to this year, and, and they really benefited from that? Yeah, I, I talked to Bryce Lybrand. He's he's actually uh, someone that I talk to pretty regularly, and uh, I asked him about that one day, and he said, he said even though they lost some players, the guys that were back, just knowing how to prepare and knowing what it takes, you know, he felt like they would be very competitive again this year. You know they had to they had to re, retool at quarterback. They got a sophomore, and he kind of got better as the year went on. But then Casey Fields, the running back, slap. You talk about uh, Jarvis Green not getting offers 
uh, from Clemson, South Carolina. If somebody got a look at Casey Fields, now he may not be a he may not be a Power Five guy, but Casey Fields is one of the best football players in this state, and I think people are going to see that next week. Why do you think it is? I mean, look, I don't expect you to be able to be on this show and sit in the recruiting office at South Carolina and Clemson and know what they know and see what they see and think what they think. But what are they not seeing in Jarvis Green uh, in particular? I keep hearing it from every angle, reporters, coaches, everybody else. It's like, what are you doing letting this guy get out of state? What are they doing letting this guy get out of state? I I, I don't know. I I, I... I saw him as a sophomore in the state championship game against Keohana, and I immediately compared him, his game to Travis Etienne. Maybe not, you know, he's not 200 pounds yet, but he catches the ball out of the backfield. He returns kicks and punts. He's a great dynamic in-between-the-tackle runner. Uh, he doesn't have to run outside. You know, he's still 190 pounds, so he's not a, he's not a little guy. But I, I don't know if it's his – I don't know. I, I that's it's a good thing I'm not a college football coach because I'd probably lose every game. But he's just one of those players. Every time I go to a game, I always look for that guy that you that just jumps out above everybody else. Lenore Sellers, Jarvis Green, uh, Casey Fields, uh, Thomas Williams at Powdersville. Every team has that guy, and I think in the end, I think. If Clemson doesn't get a running back that they think, you know, that they're trying to get, because they really don't have a, a top-notch running back commitment, I think they may come back and offer him late. It might be too late. But, you know, I mean, they're recruiting all these all these cool – Clemson, South Carolina, they're recruiting players all over the country, and uh, Clemson uh-huh. especially. So, so you know, you kind of have a board and you rate them, and, you know, maybe he's fourth on the board and the other three haven't said no yet. Same in South Carolina, but, but – I would think with the success that Jalen Hyatt has had leaving the state when nobody wanted him in state, I would think that would cause the two in-state powers to some, you know, some pause and go, "Hey, what are we not what are we not seeing here?" But, you know what? He could go to James Madison still end up in the NFL. He could go to James Madison and be very average. Who knows? College football yeah. is a whole lot different than high school football. But I mean, Jarvis yeah. Green is a football player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just got a text from Chris Daring. He was co- correcting. <coughs> excuse me. He was correcting some information, and he let me know that Lenora Sellers actually rushed for five touchdowns tonight. So twenty-one rushes, two hundred and twenty-eight yards, and five touchdowns. Eleven of seventeen passing for one hundred and forty yards. Um, let's um, let's see where we are on our sheets. Uh, blah blah. We did that. We did that. Well, let's go back to that for a moment. Um, were you at all surprised going back to South Florence's win over AC floor that it was so run heavy for the Norris sellers instead of uh, through the air? Well, I mean, it's probably something they saw they could do, but I, I saw him against Goose Creek and I I've said all along, he's as good a runner as he is a thrower. Now he's very good as a thrower, but I mean, he, you know, he's so, so far he's committed to Syracuse. We'll see, but, uh, he fits what they do. I mean, he's a Garrett Strader type, can run the football, big physical kid, but really can throw it. He probably throws it better than Garrett Strader, actually. Um, or he will, you know, over time. But, no, I mean, he's a guy that could rush for 200 yards or throw for 400. I mean, he's that. He's a very talented football player. 
Talking about players leaving the state, you know, go back going back to 3A, Powdersville beating Clinton and Thomas Williams. You heard um, Monty Dutton say <clears throat> that he made the made the plays that made the difference in the ball game, and uh, you heard his coach talk about him as you know like <clears throat> one of the best football players he's ever seen. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what do you make of him, and, and what do you make of this uh, Powdersville team advancing to play Buford? Well, I think they're you know they you know they they they're a new program and they kind of struggled early on as they were as they were putting things together. But Mustar has been there the whole time. He's developed that program. They got a really good quarterback in Eli Hudgens who he doesn't get enough credit really. Thomas Williams gets a lot of the deservedly so. He's the guy on that team. But Eli Hudgens is a really good quarterback. And you know um, they were at home tonight. I think if this game's played at Clinton. Clinton probably probably wins it. It was it was that close of a matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the crowd over there. I saw some pictures and video <laughs> packed in. Couldn't squeeze another one in. Okay, Upper State two A, Abbeville uh, beat Saluda. These two teams, they've been kind of bouncing back and forth with Gray Collegiate with the Double A championship, and so now Abbeville will get it shot again, forty one sixteen over Saluda, and they will face uh uh, the cousin of Gray Collegiate, Oceanside Collegiate, 43-19 over Andrew Jackson. Your thoughts? Well, Oceanside was down at the half. They had four turnovers in the first half, and A.J. didn't get far enough ahead. And when I saw that halftime score and I saw some people commenting on Twitter, I'm saying to, my, I'm saying to myself, if Oceanside doesn't turn the ball over in the second half, they're going to win the game. And then it turns out AJ turned the ball over in the second half, and and you can't do that against Oceanside. You're going to beat Oceanside. You better take advantage of every offensive possession because their defense is really good, and they're going to score points. Uh, you know, Abbeville is a team that could that could that could compete with Oceanside because of the way they run the football. They can control the clock, um, but again, uh, you know, tonight that was a very close game until I guess. I guess the fourth quarter. I know halftime it was really close. But, uh, you know, Abbeville's starting to put it all together right at the right time. They lost a couple of games early. They lost to Powdersville, I think, by one point um, mm-hmm. back in the early part of the season. They lost to Westside in a, in a pretty close game. So they've been battle-tested. But uh, in, I'm not surprised. I, I mean, I picked both these teams to, to win tonight. And, uh, and you know, I'm, so I'm not really shocked. Okay, we go to the 1A, the last classification, and Christ Church and St. Joseph's, a couple of neighboring schools, uh, not exactly sure how many miles apart they are in Greenville, can't be that far, 21-7, so Christ Church is all the way back. I mean, they were there, they were the team, they were the man, they had the long winning streak, then they kind of fell off for a while, now they are back, and they're going to play one of the old uh, low, lower state uh, established programs. It's got some great history. Johnsonville beating Cross 20-6. to So Christchurch 21-7 over St. Joseph's. And Johnsonville beats Cross 20-6. to What do you think about this matchup and these wins tonight? Well, you know, Christchurch kind of, as you said, fell off a little bit because they got moved to 2A. And 2A has Abbeville. So, you know, they never mm. – they, 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 they weren't – uh, and they changed coaches about that time. Quinn Hatfield is the new coach. He's been there a few years, and he does a really good job. I'm not surprised they won tonight. I thought they would win. They beat St. Joe's earlier in the year. Game is probably a little closer than I thought it might be. 
And then Johnsonville, you know, they moved up to number one about week five of the season. They haven't lost a game. They've won close games. They've won blowouts. Uh, they run the football very well. This was a good team they beat tonight. Cross, Cross is, a, is a very solid Class A football team. So it, it shapes up to be a really good matchup between uh, Christchurch, who's got a really good running game, Johnsonville, who's got a really good running game, and both teams kind of kind of play really physical on defense. All right, very good. And uh, that's a wrap on all the games tonight. And a little bit later on, we'll have David kind of handicap everything as we look ahead to the state championship games. So we're trying to hit up some coaches. Coach Nichols uh, was in the shower, a little personal there. But he'll get back to us, and we'll talk about Abbeville uh, moving forward, trying to catch up with Coach LaPrade, uh, and we'll try and hook up with some other coaches as well. As we go to the break here on the high school football scoreboard, I'll update Florida, Florida State. They've got a dandy going, David. Back and forth. Florida State had a two-touchdown lead. Florida called up, and now Florida State's gone back in front on the touchdown run. Extra point pending. It'll be 45-38 uh, Seminoles, assuming they make the extra point. 45-38 Florida State about to uh, go back up on uh, Florida by seven. We'll hit the break in a moment. Don't go away. Show your team pride wherever you go with Founders Federal Credit Union's Collegiate Debit Cards. Get your University of South Carolina and Clemson University debit cards at any Founders office or by calling 1-800-845-1614. Plus, our debit cards are digital wallet ready, so you can pay however you please. Not a member? Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Your home is where your memories live. It's where you laugh and where you love. We understand the importance of the valuables under your roof, tangible and intangible alike. So no matter what's around the corner, we'll be there, offering you and your family the support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance a trusted name for nearly 70 years. You deserve more. You deserve a promise. Learn more at scfbins.com. Call me, Alex Satterfield, at 803 803- 749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at seccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program.
right, along with David Shelton and uh, J.P. Barry, who's back at our Dave and Buster Studios in Columbia, Phil Kornblut here up in Greenville, uh, getting ready to go to Clemson tomorrow. So getting a jump start on the traffic, David, did not want to be driving up from Columbia early in the morning, getting caught in that mess trying to get into Clemson at noon. Then again, they're opening up fan parking at 6 a.m. Maybe most everybody is going to go real, real early and, and get in get in place early and, and clear the highways. 6 a.m. is kind of early. <laughs> you can bet there's going to be a crowd. That's going to be a, pack, a long line, so – just uh, be be prepared for it. Yeah, be patient, be prepared, and um, you know, plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. Um, all right. So, uh, David, we are uh, trying to get uh, Coach LeBrand on, and we're waiting to uh, talk to Coach Nichols and maybe hit up a couple of other coaches as well, and uh, so we can talk with them about uh, what happened with their with their teams tonight. Is there any one game? You know, I know you like to say, "Well, I thought that was going to happen. I thought that was going to happen." Is there any one game? Out of the um, ten games that were played tonight, any one game that kind of like surprised you the most, the way it was played or the way it turned out? Any any one game stand out to you? Uh, probably probably the Buford Dillon game. Um, I, I think winning at Dillon in in this type of situation is very hard to do, and Dillon was ahead. Um, you know, all the other games sort of sort of kind of played out. Like I thought, I mean, uh, I guess the Northwestern Greenville game, but but I thought Northwestern would win. Um, but but most of them, and I definitely thought Dutch Fork and Fort Dorchester would win uh, in 5A. Uh, you know, the AC4 South Lawrence game was a toss-up, was a was a flip of the coin, and uh, and it was very close throughout until the very end. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess um, uh. Maybe maybe the Powdersville Clinton game, uh, but I mean mm-hmm. they were all very they were all very good matchups. So you know not 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 any not any games that just that I just went wow. Yeah yeah, all right. Let's talk about uh, the schedule for next week because once again we are going to have a, a three day festival for high school football. Uh, if I remember correctly, this was something that was created out of the COVID year. Uh, they went to the three-day alignment, and we're going to do the same thing again this year. You like that? You like spreading it out over three days? You prefer maybe the uh, the Friday-Saturday format of what we had for many years, the, the weekend of champions idea? What do, you, what do you like the most? I think ideally, ideally I would prefer Friday-Saturday, but I understand why they do the game on Thursday. Um, you know, for, for getting stadiums cleared out and all that kind of stuff. But I would hope that at some point we could do uh, go back to a Friday-Saturday deal. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be at Benedict College again this year. And, um, you know, I'm wondering, though, uh, you know, Benedict is playing in the uh, Division Two playoffs tomorrow against Wingate. And I'm wondering, you know, if they win, no. I think I saw something. They didn't bid. Go ahead. They didn't bid to, to host the next weekend. So it's clear. Yeah. It's yeah, there bid, won't be a it's conflict. It's a bid process. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and I they guess they couldn't bid. They did not bid. 
Yeah, do you think they did that because they've already uh, committed their stadium to the high school league? I guess they couldn't bid on the second round. I don't know why they did. You have to ask them. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking out thinking out loud about that on as to uh, why that would be the case. So, uh, looking at the schedule for next week, we got games uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So, um, let's uh, let's take a look at the way things are going to line up here. And I'll bring up the schedule from the High School League uh, website here in just a moment, unless you've got it right in front of you. Let's see. Um, we got uh, Thursday is going to be the 3A final. One game on Thursday, 7 o'clock, the, uh, the 3A championship. So uh, that's going to be uh, Powdersville against Buford on the Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Then on Friday, say again. No, I was just going to say, last year the 4A game was on Thursday, and Buford played in that also. So they'll, oh, have, okay. they'll have a very good idea of how to prepare for a Thursday night game. Okay, very good. And then uh, Friday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you've got the A championship game. Okay, so the 2A championship game on Friday, Abbeville and uh, Oceanside Collegiate. be an afternoon game, 2 o'clock early, clear out, and you'll have the 1A game at 7 o'clock on Friday night. And that's going to be Christchurch and Johnsonville. And then on Saturday, you got a pair of games. You got the big 5A clash at 12 o'clock, high noon. And that'll be Dutch Fork and Fort Dorchester. And they'll wrap it up at 7 o'clock with the 4A championship game. And uh, that should be a great afternoon of football there. The 4A championship game, Northwestern and South Lawrence. So, what would you think, you know, Fort Dorchester? You think they're going to bring a ton of people? Dutch Fork will bring a ton, or do you think the Dutch Fork people getting kind of, you know, it's sort of like, oh, here we go again to another state championship? Or you think they still have that enthusiasm as a uh, as a high school and as a um, as a fan base to to come out in a big number? Well, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know that either fan base is like crazy rabid like like some others, but it being a a Saturday noon game. Um, there, there may be a pretty good showing. Um, I mean, you know, there'll be several thousand people, I would imagine. But, um, you know, the Fort people showed up today. Uh, Somerville's side was packed uh, at Fort mm-hmm. Eaton. I mean, it was packed. But there were a lot of people there that are from other schools. I could see other jackets and jerseys and hats. Uh, but Fort, Fort had – I covered three Fort games this year, and this was probably the biggest home crowd that they've had. Um, so maybe they'll try. We'll see. Okay, looking forward to it. So that's the schedule for next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can go to that um, 5A championship game at noon, all right? And then if you're a Clemson fan, head to Charlotte for the ACC championship game that night. That's a neat doubleheader. That's what I'm going to do. We'll hit the break and be back after uh, this timeout. Rocky Top got popped. Rocky Top got popped last week in Columbia. 
They got a great one going on in Tallahassee. 52 seconds left, 45-38, Florida State over Florida. Gators were in the red zone. I think there was a penalty against them. Might have pushed them back, but they are in a, a scoring position down there, so we'll see what happens. That's been an absolute shootout. Okay, this is the high school football scoreboard. It is uh, Phil Kornblute and David Shelton with you. I'm up in Greenville. David's in the Low Country. J.P. Barry is back at the Dave and Buster Studios in Columbia, connecting us with people across the state. And uh, we like to talk to um, happy coaches, happy coaches on a night like this because they know that if we're calling, it's because they've won. We welcome in Coach Bryce Lybrand from Buford High School who um, tonight goes into Dillon. They did something few teams have ever done in the modern era, go into Dillon and win a playoff game, and they did so in impressive fashion tonight, 30-21. to 21. Coach, congratulations. That's a heck of a win for you and your program. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. we we got we to gotta talk about bringing me in with Rocky Top on, though. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, that's, not, that's, not, the, that's not the lead in. I'm a Clemson guy, so we'll, we'll get that fixed for next time. Yeah. Next time, we'll have your own personal walk-up music. How about that? <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your team's performance tonight. What would you like about it? Yeah, you know, they just uh, they just played really hard. And they, they've done that all year. That's the one thing. You know, David knows um, when, we, when we lost at Fort Dorchester first game of the year, we uh, I told that, that group that we could win with them and we can win it all with them because of how hard they played. Um, and, and they've done that week in and week out, and uh, they've kind of kicked it up another notch in the playoffs. And they just don't quit. And, um, you know, I think um, I'm telling our coaches, I think this is probably the best game plan that we've had, um, you know, since we've been here at Buford uh, from a coaching standpoint on offense and defense. And so, um, you know, it's going to take a, a really great effort to win at Dillon. And, um you know, our, our kids and our coaches did did what they had to do. What would you like about that game plan you're talking about? Well, I just think, you know, I mean, you look at Dylan up front offensively, and, and that's as good an offensive line as, as you're going to see. Um, they are they are really, really big and physical. Uh, the left tackle is as good as anybody I've ever seen on a high school field. Um, you know, they, they've got good backs. They, they'll put the big kid in and let him run some. So, um you know, we had to find a way to kind of kind of be physical with them. And we did some stuff moving the front defensively that I think helped us. And, um, you know, and then offensively, we kind of shifted to more of a two-back offense. And, you know, we've kind of, kind of been hitting, um, you know, hitting on all cylinders here when we need to. So, um, you know, I just think it was, you know, playoff football. you got to got to figure out a way to advance another week. And, um, we were able to do that. Well, you know, last year, and David and I were talking about this earlier, you played for a state championship, came up short. That experience, that long run, learning to deal with success, learning to play in the biggest games of the year, how would you benefit from that experience to this year, getting it back to the state championship game, though in a different division? Yeah, I mean, I think we just – and it's a credit to the way we schedule too. I mean, we – we want to put these kids in big games. Um, you know, that's why we schedule Fort Dorchester. That's why we, um, you know, that's why, you know, we scheduled teams like Benedictine last year and, um, you know, we played Goose Creek and, 
Um, you know, so we try to put them in big, big environments with, with really good football teams so that when we get to the playoffs, we've seen really great players, really great coaches. And, um, you know, it's just kind of a philosophy thing for us. And so, um, you know, I think, I think when you do that, you give yourself a chance to win in the playoffs. And, um, you know, there's, there's some coaches, that I guess, they probably just want to make sure they win games. And so they, they'll schedule some, some easy ones. So, um, we just, we want to get it as tough a schedule as we can. And, uh, we feel like it's helped us. David Shelton, you have a question or two for the coach. Yeah, Bryce, do you think uh, – uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you play Thursday last year in the state championship game? Did we lose, Coach? I hear a lot no, of I'm here. Coach, can you hear me? Okay. Could you not yes, hear sir. David's question? No, yeah, so we did play Thursday last year. Okay. But, uh, Go I ahead, mean, David. That's got to be – that's, that's got to help you. Um, you know, you're playing Thursday this year, so so you kind of go through the same routine. That's got to help, right? Uh, yeah, well, I told somebody earlier, we're, we'll just do everything completely opposite of what we did last year. Uh, <laughs> what we did last year, uh, that did not work, so we're going to try something different. That's funny. <laughs> Anything more, David? Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, Coach, congratulations to you once again. Uh, Good luck in the state championship game coming up next week on Thursday night in Columbia. Be there to see you, and we appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right, David, there you go. Uh, Coach um, Lightbrand and uh, getting Buford back to the state championship. You know, he's done a – I think we chronicled his uh, career a little bit uh, last year when he got him to the state championship game, right? Because he was at Beaufort with Mark Clifford uh, and then left and then came back and became the head coach, correct? Yeah, he was there with uh, Devontae Holloman. Who left That's and it, went Devontae to Holloman, Point. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, he's been around. He's been around some upper state schools. He was at Fort Dorchester for a while uh, with Coach LaPrade, so – yeah, I mean, he's had some experience, and um, he's done a really good job at, at Buford, kind of kind of taking over for Holloman and, and uh, really doing a solid job of establishing uh, a culture there where they really feel like they can beat anybody on the night. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's go back to uh, reporters who uh, have been out in the fields tonight. Uh, Garrett Mitchell, I thought we had retired him after uh, Woodruff season came to an end, but this – this gentleman loves high school football. He'll go to Texas and go to a high school football game, and you know what? He'll call the high school football scoreboard and let us know about it. He was at Abbeville and Saluda. Garrett, thank you for joining us, and uh, you know we are uh, always open to your phone calls from any game. What would you think about this Abbeville performance tonight over Saluda? Well, Phil, I tell you what, uh, it, it really was a phenomenal ball game, and I think the final score probably uh, betrays that just a little bit. But, uh, my goodness, what an electric atmosphere down at Height Stadium tonight. I, I've seen my fair share of games over 20-odd uh, years or so at Height Stadium, and uh, crowd-wise, atmosphere-wise, the electricity in the air, I think uh, this was probably right up there uh, from some of the games, uh, from some of the great Woodruff Abbeville battles I've seen over the years there. And it really seemed like for three quarters that this was going to be Saluda's ball game. 
the Tigers came out on fire early. Uh, they took the ball first, uh, put together a good drive, didn't come away with any points, uh, but then they punted back to Abbeville, pinned them deep into their own three. Uh, so t- the two teams really traded defensive stands early on. And But what that did was it set Saluda up in good field position on their second drive, and they punched it in, or, or they capped it with a field goal, I should say. Um, Abbeville came back, took their first lead. Um, it was a 6-3 to three ball game. And then Saluda really dominated uh, the latter part of the first half. Uh, they scored two more times. They took a 16-6 to six lead into the locker room and really appeared that they were going for the dagger coming out of the halftime locker room. They kicked off to Abbeville. Abbeville fumbled the ball along the home sideline. Saluda jumped on it. The referees actually, and this was a huge play in this ball game field, the officials signaled that it was Saluda ball they were going to take over with a 10-point lead at the Abbeville 20-yard line. But after getting together, they conversed over the call. They decided that the runner was down. They gave the ball back to Abbeville. And from that point on, I'm not sure if it's the right thing to say that Saluda became a bit shell-shocked, but they were never quite the same team. And Abbeville just did as they do. They began to methodically chip away and chip away. And when they finally broke through, it was like the Red Sea parting, and it was a tidal wave that Saluda was really powerless to stop. Um, 16-13, to Saluda still held on to the lead going into the fourth quarter. And then Abbeville exploded for 28 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, they had two interceptions, a pick six. And Phil, I can tell you what, I don't know where Jamie Nichols keeps coming up with these guys in such a small town, but he does it. He, he is such a great coach at developing players. He's got a young man right now playing fullback, 5'11", 230-pound sophomore, who rushed for over 100 yards and two touchdowns in the second half tonight and was just unstoppable. And once that A-bone offense got going, it, it was so tough to stop. They pulled away 41-16 to being the final score, but really a game that was far, far closer than that. When you think about Saluda actually led this ball game going into the fourth quarter. Wow. That is something. And they just pounded, pounded, pounded. And I'm assuming the Panthers, like they normally do, you mentioned the, the big running back, the big fullback, they just kept it on the ground. They just kept hammering away in that fourth quarter. And you mentioned the – the defensive plays they got as well. But i got to imagine offensively they kept it on the ground pretty much. By my count, Abbeville attempted two passes all night long, and they were content, as they always are, to keep the ball on the ground. Big offensive line, big physical front, and it's one of those things. I tell you, one of my favorite movies, I'm sure everybody or most people have seen it, just like the scene and remember the Titans where Coach Herman Boone said, you know, my offense is simple. I run six plays. Uh, that split-back beer offense, but it's like Novocaine. If you give it time, it always works. And, and I can't help but think it applies to Abbeville because they stuck with their game plan, and once it started to click, then it was Katie bar the door, as my grandmother would say. And, uh, it, it, you know, I think Abbeville will be a tough out for uh, Oceanside Collegiate next Friday night in the 2A state championship game down at Benedict College. Hmm, very good. Hey, thank you so much, Garrett. Great hearing from you. Appreciate you jumping on board with us with that report. Uh, We'll talk to you next time. Who knows when you'll pop back up again. If it's not until next season, then we'll talk to you then. 
Well, Phil, it probably uh, will be next season. I, th- I think I do have to go into hibernation now. Uh, I made a promise to my wife that I would take her to the Gatlinburg Christmas Parade next weekend. Uh, so we're heading out on Thursday or Friday morning, and we'll be in Tennessee. I've got to go home and console her a little bit now. Uh, I did marry into a Clinton Red Devil family, and they had a tough loss tonight. She's, she texted me. She's a little bit bummed out. So I'm going to go yeah. home and uh, console her a little bit. But uh, 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 we'll probably be August of 2023, and uh, we'll be right back at it. Hey, we look forward to it. Thank you, Garrett. Have a great weekend. You as well, Phil. Happy holidays to you and yours. You too, sir. Thank you. Garrett Mitchell jumping in with the story on the Abbeville win tonight. Uh, what did you think about what he had to say, David? In fact, the, the fact that, uh, you know, tight ball game and then Abbeville put this thing away with 28 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that, that's what I was uh, – that's what I had seen on Twitter, that it was 16-13, and then I saw the final, and I'm like, wow, they must have really opened it up. But Abbeville can do that to you. Abbeville can – they pound on you, pound on you with that running game, and they have that, you know, the quick backs, and, and um, before you know it, they can score four touchdowns in a hurry. Yeah. All right, and they do it on the ground. Like he said, two passes the entire game. No surprise there. Okay, we'll hit our final break, and we'll see if we're able to hook up with any other coaches before we sign off tonight. And, of course, we'll give David a chance to talk about what is his mission in life uh, right now. One team, one cause. Find out what's going on with that and uh, what David has on his schedule. And he can tell you how you can reach him as well to get in touch and uh, hear his message. We'll do all that after we come back from this final break here on the High School Scoreboard. Show your team pride wherever you go with Founders Federal Credit Union's Collegiate Debit Cards. Get your University of South Carolina and Clemson University debit cards at any Founders office or by calling 1-800-845-1614. Plus, our debit cards are digital wallet ready, so you can pay however you please. Not a member? Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. In Columbia, South Carolina, the game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue, we're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. 
Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives. And as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Final minutes on this Friday edition of the Friday Night High School Football Scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. One more high school football scoreboard to go. That'll be next Friday over at Benedict. So looking forward to that. Putting the wraps on this season as far as the high school season is concerned. Then we've got the all-star season, the Touchstone Energy Bowl North-South game on the 10th in Myrtle Beach. And then the Shrine Bowl on the 17th at Spartanburg High School. So we still got more football to come here in the state of South Carolina, but we aren't finished yet. If you're just tuning in, recapping the scores tonight, in 5A, Upper State, Dutch Fork 51, Gaffney 28, and in the lower state, Fort Dorchester 24, Somerville 10. In the 4A playoffs, Upper State, Northwestern 33, Greenville 28. What a shootout there. And in the lower state, South Florence, Lenore Sellers put on a show with his legs tonight. They beat A.C. Flora 43-27. 3A playoffs, Powdersville down 14-7 at the half. Shutout Clinton in the second half. And the uh, Powdersville club advances 27-14, making the state championship for the first time in their brief history. Lower State, Buford going to play for another state championship after falling short last year in 4A. They go into Dillon and beat the Wildcats 30-21 to to advance to the 3A championship game next week. In 2A, Abbeville 28 points in the fourth quarter. And Abbeville a winner over Saluda tonight, 41-16. Lower State, Oceanside Collegiate, downs Andrew Jackson, uh, 43-19. Oceanside was trailing at the half. They had four turnovers in the uh, in the first half, but they got things right in the second half. They win it 43-19. And then in the upper state, 1A, Christ Church 21, St. Joseph's 7, Johnsonville over uh, Cross, lower state, Johnsonville over Cross by a score of 20-6. to So that is how things played out tonight. We tried to reach some other coaches, and, uh, boy, Coach Nichols must be taking one heck of a long, hot shower. Uh, did not get back from him, <laughs> hear back from him. Tried some other coaches, no luck. And, uh, David, what's the plan with the high school league? Don't they, are they doing I haven't seen anything from the high school league. Maybe you have because traditionally we have a Monday gathering at the high school league office for press conferences and the like. We have that this week or next week? Uh, no, not that I've heard. You know, the last couple of years they've done them via the Zoom or, or Facebook Live. But I have, you know, since Tammy um, Newman left, I th- I know they have a replacement, but I've seen nothing about any kind of uh, press conference or anything, which I wish they would get back yeah. to doing. 
Yes, yes. It's, why can't we get back in person and have these in-person sessions yeah. now? You know, no reason, no reason not to. We're talking to coaches in person on fields and stuff like that after games. Okay, David, uh, before we uh, wrap things up, how was your week? One team, one cause. Um, you get a chance to talk to any folks. You got some plans coming up. How can people reach you? Uh, we didn't have anything this week because of the short week and the holiday. Uh, no schools in in um, looking at looking at setting up a few things in December. The holidays a little tough uh, to get coaches together. I've had several coaches uh, contact me about coming in January after the new year. Um, so we're just kind of kind of waiting on people to call or contact me. They can go to my website. Uh, one team one calls.com they can follow me on twitter and dm me there at at d shelton 66 um that's where i get a lot of uh, a lot of coaches are dming me actually um mm-hmm. and and you know we'll just we'll just set something up i'll come and speak to small groups large groups entire schools it doesn't matter to me um i just want to get i just don't want it to to fade and i know it may fade during the holiday season but but no matter what, uh, come January, I'm I'm going to be uh, be doing some mass emails trying to get people signed up. Well, that's great, and people should reach out to you, um, folks who've had issues with their kids. Um, they need some insight from somebody who's been through it not once but twice, like you have, uh, and like you like to say, it's an ever-growing drug problem in our country, and people need to be made aware of it. And people need to act on it before it comes home to roost, and you you deal with a with a terrible situation. Well, there. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I retweet a lot of stuff where um, teenagers are dying, and they're not really releasing what the cause of death was. But uh, I think we all know, based on the situation they were in. I mean, there was a, there was some kids in a bathroom in a high school in Alabama a few few weeks ago. Uh, one died and three went to the hospital. Um, you know, the thing that we got to really focus on, it's not only drug use, it's the fentanyl that is really making its way across the country and it's in this state. And these kids are, aren't really aware. You don't know that you're getting it. Uh, you could be taking a Xanax or a Adderall that's laced with it and it can end up killing you. So it's not, um, sometimes it's not intentional drug use. Um, it's medication that you take, uh, but but there are bad people out there making money off this stuff, and we just got to do our best to kind of educate these kids and and just basically, you know, the message is if if your mother or father didn't give you a pill that was prescribed by a doctor, then you don't take it. Uh, unfortunately, there are there are kids in schools that are you know, hey, I need an Adderall. Hey, man, I got one for you, and you don't know exactly what you're getting. It may not even be Adderall. It may be fentanyl, and um, and this is happening. I mean, this is not some made-up thing. This is actual stuff that is happening in our in our country, and we just need to do a better job of educating our kids. Absolutely. Okay, before we let you go, the big one tomorrow in the Valley. Your thoughts? Big what? Is there a game tomorrow? <laughs> Uh, I know your I, head I think, is buried in high school football, but come on. <laughs> I think uh, I think Clemson will win. The, I think Clemson's the more talented team. I think they're the better team over the course of the season. But I think South Carolina is 
pretty hot, obviously. Now, now uh, they beat Tennessee like a drum, but Clemson's defense is a whole lot better than Tennessee. But I will think, I do think that Rattler and the receivers will have a little bit of success. If Clemson doesn't hit Rattler a lot and put a lot of pressure on him, uh, it could be a long day for that secondary. So, you know, I, I don't know. The spread's like 14. I, South Carolina may could cover that. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I just, I just hope it's a, a quality game, and I hope that uh, people don't lose their head when their team we wins got or loses. We got to. We got to run, my friend. Thank you, and thank you, JP. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you next week.